I mean, are you guys buying me a drink? Do we have enough time to sit down and actually <laughs> talk? As much time it? as you want. Oh man, I you know it's it, it's on, on a multitude of levels, guys. It's been I'm so happy that we have an environment that's conducive to watching sports. I really do, and I say that with you know the most utmost severity than I've said everything else before because I really think that when you start looking at you know a lot of these leagues and granted we're in challenging times but between Rob Manfred between Roger Goodell uh, between Adam Silver even between MLS uh, watching all leagues uh, UFC and Dana White like you know it's if you can create an environment that's safe uh, then the player gets to earn he gets to feel incredible about that even though it is challenging mentally to be in a bubble uh, but they get a chance to do something that they love, still earn a great paycheck. And as a fan, um, you know, you get a chance to escape uh, what the hell's been going on over these last three and a half, four months, which seems to be such a, it's probably longer than that. Uh, it just seems like such a whirlwind and so disorienting. So to, to, to see basketball at the level that's being played after guys have taken four and a half months off, uh, it's been incredible over the last couple of days. I've been like a little kid in the candy store. Jay, uh, we followed your career very closely. I, I can't remember a time outside of practice that you played without fans. What do you think that's like for the players out there now? Is it challenging? I'm sure it is. Uh, you know, but it, it also, you know, I think certain guys like Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics, like it felt like yesterday he, and watching him play, he feeds off the vibes, the energy of a crowd. And I, I don't think he had that yesterday, which is why he struggled from the field. But then I think you have other guys like the 76ers, which is a dark horse team in the East to me. You know, Ben Simmons performs better when he plays pickup basketball. And they were horrible on the road, but they were great at home. And I hear what people, you know, saying that argument about, well, the, the energy having the crowd behind you at home is helpful, but also for guys not have to deal with that psychological aspect of it and just to get lost in the game and talk trash. Uh, you know, so I think for certain guys, it's going to be an advantage. For other people, I think it's going to be challenging. Jay Williams is our guest on Dickerson and Hood. It's ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin starts August 17th on ESPN Radio. We've talked to some people, Jay, down in the bubble, and they feel like the NBA has just thought of everything. I mean, they feel like even though they're in Florida, they feel very safe throughout this entire process. And then you see the Major League Baseball with all these positive tests. Now football is starting and some players are opting out for the NFL. Some guys are, are being put on that COVID list. Just as someone who, who loves sports, who loves football, are you optimistic that an NFL and college football season is going to be played this year in its entirety? I, I, you know, such a different array of emotions for both. Obviously, for football, watching that stuff in real time, hearing J.J. and J.J. Watt and Russell Wilson and Zach Ertz and all these guys speak up about – you know, IDERs and what the plans were and feeling, you know, due to this last CBA that they had, that their hands were somewhat forced because they would be extremely punished if they didn't show up to training camp. So I kind of feel like as a player that left a bad taste in my mouth, ultimately understanding that guys still need the paycheck and they still need to earn. I think them coming to an agreement with their CBA uh, about the portion of your contract being reallocated to the following year, and the fact that, you know, depending upon the risk, if they got a 350K buyout to 150K buyout, it gave people, you know, who maybe, look, guys are going to be playing in frigid temperatures. It's going to be crazy to see. 
I know I don't know what the long-term effects of COVID-19 are, but everything that we've been seeing, you know, how easily transmittable can be. So I, I don't know about the NFL. Colleges, um, you know, you're, you're seeing what happened in the SEC. Uh, we saw their commissioner the other day saying we're only going to play 10 games in conference, which kind of left the ACC hanging. They were going to play 10 games plus one, still hoping that they can get some of that money from their out-of-conference games. But ultimately, I, the SEC is going to be the leader, the standard here. And I, it wouldn't surprise me to see those guys eventually go to some kind of bubble set. Just if, you, if you're watching all the data, if you're paying attention to what's happening with MLS and NHL is about to start in their two bubbles and the NBA, every insight to that would tell you, let's go in this direction in order for us to have the season. If that is the case, then I just want us to be the first to say, let's just call these athletes semi-pros. Because now that's what that's what we're asking them to do, and that's where we are. Jay, we see a lot of opt-outs across the sports landscape. Uh, what's the likelihood that you would play if asked? I'll be real with you, man. How much do I need the money? <laughs> right. How much mm-hmm. do we need the money? Uh, <laughs> like, you know, people have, some people have bills to pay. Uh, for some guys who have millions in the bank account, yeah, do I want to earn? But I, I can take my foot off the gas and just be in cruise control for a year. And watch. I mean, it's almost, you know, my, my daughter's two, and I'll give you this analogy. So we're, we're talking, my, you know, coming from New York, you got to get your kid in the twos program because that's going to hinder my kid from getting into Harvard or Princeton or not. I don't want to go on a tangent. It's, I'm a mad New Yorker about the twos program. But anyway, coming out to the burbs a little bit, it turns out to be one of these things where it's like, I don't want to rush my kid. Let me actually just watch what happens around town for the next three to four months. And then if I feel comfortable, maybe I can get in mid-year. I'm going to have that optionality. So if you have the money, you might want to do that. Whereas if you need the money, just like any other American, you're going to do what you have to do. You're going to play. And that, that's, a, that's a crappy uh, you know, thing to be in for anybody that has to go into their job just to earn. And I kind of feel like, Jay, too, that that point, like these NBA, these massive earners, they're playing. So to me, yeah. doesn't it just reinforce the fact that they feel very comfortable with the setup they have and they trust their commissioner. I, I think it there seems to me that, like, Adam Silver and the NBA, this is not – I think the NHL is doing a good job as well, having it in Canada. But it really seems like, as opposed to some of these other sports, that these players really trust that the NBA has their best interests in mind here. You could not have said that better. Uh, we were on first take, and Max Kellerman brought up this great point. He just said, you know, this is just a reflection of what relationship that the players union, the players, and the commissioner have. In baseball and football, you, you, you see it, it's not completely together. It's disheveled. It's all over the place. It's, you know, as uh, one of the founders of LinkedIn said, you know, sometimes to be an entrepreneur, you have to jump off the cliff and assemble the plane on the way down. Well, that, that comes with a lot. And granted, these guys are trying to pull off full seasons, whereas, you know, the NBA and some others are kind of completion of seasons. But it, it, it's still, I mean, Max filed his point by saying, Look at the players, NBA players, and Adam Silver. Look at the MLS and their commissioner. And then see what happens with Rob Manford and Roger Goodell and their players. It's pretty apparent. It's right in front of your face. Well, I had you as one of the candidates to be the commissioner of the NCAA Power Five, but since you're not going to be doing that, you're going to be doing this radio show starting on August 17th with Keyshawn Johnson and Zubin Mahenti. Uh, tell us what you're most excited about with this new show coming up on the 17th. I got to tell you, well, now I'm scared. I mean, when I called into the show, Ryan, who patched me in, Ryan was like, thank you for your sacrifice and doing the show. I was like, wow. 
Never heard it described that way before. He really has our back, that Ryan Matt. Let me tell you. (laughs) But then I was like, oh, I do have to wake up every day at three thirty in the morning. And uh, yes, thank you, you, soldier. Oh, I know. <laughs> I am. I'm like, is there is there a coffee sponsor that I can start working with, please? I'm going to need to be wired coming into the studio. But I, I, I got to tell you, man, there is, you know, a lot of times I know how people like to categorize people. And they're quickly, you know, up to try to assess, like, who are you and what do you do? And I recognized throughout my you know, 13 years at ESPN that, you know, I went from being, okay, like an ESPN you guy, the way they labeled me first, to an ESPN guy, but still only doing ESPNU games like on Saturday nights, but calling it on the network. To now, so I'm being a guy like, all right, now I'm doing some, you know, mid-major games and things of sorts. And then all of a sudden, I got, I'm the guy who's on ESPN Game Day, right? And I'm like, okay, that happened. And then people are like, well, how about you do an NBA? I'm like, I love NBA. I pay attention to all sports. And as much as I talk about all sports, I also wanted to be good at my craft. So doing an NBA and now to doing all sports, I just. A lot of my life is revolving around athletes and entertaining and, and business is what I love. So to be able to have a platform to kick it with guys like you and, you know, story tell about some of the things that have happened while also breaking things down in real time, while also trying to equate them to what everyday people are going through. Cause I, that's how I was born and raised as a blue collar, in, you know, individual who tries to look at things reasonable, reasonably. Um, I'm stoked about it, man. Am I going to be tired all the damn time? Yes, but I am pumped about it. Well, uh, Jay, thanks so much for giving us some time here on this Saturday, and we're looking forward to the show, and best of luck, okay? Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for your sacrifice.